Good morning, Sakina, and thanks for the invitation. So what implications with World South Africa's withdrawal from the ICC have? Well, I think to a broader level, it, it, it demonstrates that South Africa is beginning to review its own uh, process around how it went into the ICC. It's beginning to look at it, and it t- tends to show that it's very dissatisfied with the way the ICT, ICC has evolved in terms of its uh, mandate, in terms of its, of, of its operational uh, processes and so forth. To the outside world, it signals, it has two signals. One will be that uh, by, di- by disengaging, it tends to show a kind of very parochial signal as perhaps your, your, your analyst, uh, the, 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 the person from the um, Southern African Litigation Center, South, had indicated that, we are bas- that South Africa is basically uh, uh, withdrawing on its, on, on its own objectives of a human rights-based foreign policy. The second signal it shows to perhaps more continentally that it's showing a stance with its continental uh, uh, partners that it's upholding this notion that Africa is a victim in terms of how the ICC has gone about its mandate. So do you think that uh, this will set a precedent uh, continentally for others to withdraw en masse as well? Well, I think, you know, South Africa is, is in a sense, it's following what has been a, an ongoing debate in Africa. And I think it's not, it, it's look, if you look at it, it was actually very, very, very strategically put on the, ca- on the cards by uh, the Kenyan uh, uh, president uh, in terms of how that became an issue around how President Kenyatta had actually brought this whole notion of do we need to be part of the ICC to the AU. It's been an ongoing debate. So in other words, South Africa is actually conforming to a broader kind of continental issue. Uh, and I don't think it's about South Africa, uh, about this leading to how other countries would, would, would respond, but rather it's about how other, how other African countries will now look towards this and say, well, you know, so the ANC is calling for this. It's, an, it's the party that's calling for this. Mm. Whether it will translate into a, into, a, into a country policy, that remains to be seen. And how important is the perception that this creates about South Africa? You spoke about uh, President Kenyatta. Well, he raises the issue sharply, but uh, by the same uh, token, he goes to the ICC, thereby further legitimizing uh, the uh, jurisdiction of the court. So uh, how powerful are these perceptions that we are sending out at this point? I think it's very interesting that you raise the point about President Kenyatta. Yes, he goes to the ICC, but but at the same but at the same measure, he actually raises the question of do we still need to be mm. part of the ICC? But that's very strategic because that's the way in which you place the you place the the, the, the the notion of whether the ICC is being biased in its mandate, and then whether or not Africa is the only jurisdiction that it tends to put bring cases against in terms of how it pushes forward the mandate. And I think the, the, the perception, again, is about whether Africa has, has been placed at the, at the center of, 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 the, of the process in terms of how the mandate is carried out. That's the first thing. The second thing is uh, the perception as well that by the same measure, while African governments are raising this debate about whether Africa has been placed 
as a, as a kind of mandate of the ICC and only being uh, uh, Africa is only being being put on the dock so to speak, at the ICC. By the same token, the people that actually are bringing these self-referrals to the ICC, it could be brought there based on levels of internal political uh, power struggles as well. So there's two different perceptions that you see come out of this whole ICC issue. And just finally, does Africa need the ICC? I think, generally speaking, we need to have a legal instrument around the rule of law. And that illegal instrument around the rule of law needs to be put forward. I think, firstly, you know, in terms of what has been discussed, that means that we need to look at whether we can push forward from an African civil society perspective an internal or continental pro- pro- uh, such uh, legal instrument. And that is the African Court of Justice for People and Human Rights and so forth. And that seems to be very important. But when you don't have that happening internally, when you see those very instruments being undermined by different political interpretations and political issues and sensitivities, then you see the ICC becoming a much more important instrument. And therefore, I think that we need to start pushing from the African side for this kind of instrument to happen so that we can actually use it for the rights of the people in Africa.